You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. KTSA Money News. A Texas mother in Afghanistan has escaped after the U.S. troop pullout date. Correspondent Martha Raditz explains how the mother of three managed to get herself and her kids out. Oklahoma Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen says they traveled 300 miles through 20 Taliban checkpoints at each one, paying $500 to $4,000 per person. The State Department said a nonprofit organization assisted her with the escape. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is firing back at critics of the state's new abortion law. The Republican governor is defending the state's new law banning abortions after the sixth week of pregnancy, with no exceptions for pregnancies resulting from incest or rape. It provides uh, at least six weeks uh, for a person uh, to be able to uh, get an abortion. But opponents say the six-week period is too low because many women don't even know they're pregnant at that point. The law bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected. Abbott is promising to eliminate all rapists. The governor made the pledge as he defended the state's new law and its lack of exceptions. A reporter asked Abbott why a woman should have to carry and give birth to a rapist's baby. He replied that rape is a crime and said his administration will eliminate all rapists by aggressively going out and arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki noted federal agencies have their eyes on the Texas law. Our Department of Justice is continuing continuing to look at legal options. Our Department of Health and Human Services is also continuing to look at all options, and the president has made clear uh, that it's a priority to do everything we can to ensure women in Texas have access to health care. The U.S. Supreme Court recently declined to block implementation of the Texas law. Three of San Antonio's four abortion facilities have stopped offering the procedure for now to keep from being sued under Texas's new law. Two abortion clinics and a Planned Parenthood Surgical Center temporarily suspended abortions as of September 1st when the law took effect. Alamo City Surgery Center in San Antonio is still performing abortions for now. The new law faces legal challenges. The first lawsuit over Texas's new election law is being filed. League of United Latin American Citizens Texas, Photo Latino, and other groups filed federal court papers Tuesday afternoon saying SB1 violates the Voting Rights Act and First and Fourteenth Amendments of the Constitution. The suit says the law has nothing to do with election integrity but is about keeping minorities from casting ballots. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Attorney General Ken Paxton, and multiple elections administrators are named in the the suit. That's correspondent Brian Shuck. Texas Governor Greg Abbott was in South Texas today to sign a bill that caps the price of insulin for insured Texans. The bill limits co-pays for prescription insulin to $25 a month for those on state-managed health plans. Private donations to a fund seeking to build more miles of border wall in Texas exploded last month. The Texas Tribune reports that donations to the fund created by Governor Abbott in June had reached just over $1 million at the beginning of August. But the total amount in the fund was reported at $54 million as of August 31st. The governor's office has refused requests to release a list of donor names and the amounts they have contributed to the fund. A Texas death row inmate is hoping to hear from the U.S. Supreme Court that his execution has been delayed for a third time. Correspondent Jim Ryan tells us about the prisoner's death chamber demand. 
Convicted of stabbing a man 27 times during a convenience store robbery in 2004, John Ramirez has twice had his sentence pushed back, first for an attorney swap, second because of COVID. This time, the 37-year-old Ramirez has asked that his spiritual advisor, a Baptist preacher from Corpus Christi, be allowed to hold his hand as the lethal drugs are administered. Prison policy forbids it. Ramirez's lawyer has appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court in hopes of halting this evening's scheduled execution. San Antonio police say a 21-year-old man is dead after he accidentally shot himself. Officers were called to a home on Carlotta Avenue around 12.30 a.m. Wednesday. A witness reported that the man was handling the gun in another room. She heard it go off then found the man lying on the floor. Police are continuing to investigate. A man is facing charges after being arrested by Customs and Border Protection for allegedly trying to smuggle thousands of pills into the United States. Luis Cardenas was arrested last Thursday at the Progreso Port of Entry. Inspectors found pill bottles wrapped in tape under the dashboard and in the seats of the vehicle. The bottles contained 7,800 Xanax and nearly 1,000 oxycodone and 9 methadone pills. Cardenas admitted to being paid to smuggle the pills across the border and said he had been doing so successfully for at least three years. A local couple faces federal charges of bilking investors out of more than a million dollars in a restaurant franchise scam. Prosecutors say Juan Kramer and Adriana Pastor sold investors completed turnkey restaurants in San Antonio, Austin, Houston, and El Paso. The indictment says the investors often received nothing of value and the couple spent the money on themselves. Kramer and Pastor are Mexican citizens and they targeted Mexican investors, promising at least 10 of them help obtaining work visas. They're charged with wire fraud, conspiracy, and tax evasion. ERCOT and Austin Energy are being sued over the February winter storm. The daughter of Connie Mae Ritchie says her mother died after her catheter froze. Her home reportedly was without power for four days. The suit blames Austin Energy for failing to rotate outages and asks for a million dollars in damages. The Bear County Commissioner's Court is floating a budget proposal to move 12 deputies from the sheriff's office to various constables' offices. County Judge Nelson Wolf says the move would eliminate some redundancies of jobs being done by sheriff and constable deputies. Sheriff Javier Salazar opposes the idea, saying the 12 positions involved include deputies who work with dispatch, the SWAT team, and criminal investigation. He says growth in other agencies shouldn't be at the expense of the sheriff's office. Administrative Judge Ron Ringhouse says he hopes he'll be able to resume in-person jury trials in Bear County by sometime this fall. The trials had been suspended last March because of the pandemic. They returned for two months this summer, but Ringhouse put them on hold again just over a month ago as a result of the surge in coronavirus cases connected to the Delta variant. The judge says he'd like to lift the moratorium by early October, depending on what the pandemic does. Until then, judges are making use of virtual hearings. A longtime Bear County District judge is resigning. Judge Peter Sakai sent a letter to Texas Governor Greg Abbott this week saying it's time for him to start a new life path. Sakai had been on the bench of the 225th District Court for 16 years focusing on protecting children and empowering families. His last day will be Halloween. Governor Greg Abbott has announced the date for the special election to fill a vacant state representative seat. House District 118 residents will choose their new rep on September 28th. The seat became available when former Representative Leo Pacheco resigned to begin a new position with San Antonio College. His resignation took effect August 19th. Early voting starts September 20th. House District 118 covers an area south and east of San Antonio. Come-and-take-it traditions are ending at the University of Texas at San Antonio. The administration announced the decision yesterday, citing an increased usage by a variety of political movements and groups. UTSA says the groups have values and agendas significantly different from the ones taught at the school. 
The phrase was first used in 1836 at the Battle of Gonzales during the Texas Revolution. UTSA students would unfurl a large come-and-take-it flag featuring a cannon during the fourth quarter of home football games. The slogan was put up on buildings across campus. A former professor started an online petition calling for the removal of the come-and-take-it imagery from campus, saying it embodied anti-Mexican and pro-slavery sentiments. The petition also called the Alamo an opened wound for Mexican-Americans. In-person instructions start September 13th at UTSA. The announcement was made today after three-fourths of faculty have reportedly gotten at least one dose of the COVID vaccine, along with 62 percent of students. The university is confident contact tracing and quarantine management programs are in good shape for the fall semester. They still want everyone to get the coronavirus inoculation. KTSA Money News. From ABC News, Wall Street now stocks slipped as investors focus on the direction of the coronavirus pandemic. The Dow fell 69 points, the S&P 500 gave up six, and the Nasdaq closed down 88. The markets have been moving in a narrow range of gains and losses over the last few weeks. But analysts say it could be a choppy September for the markets as they monitor the Federal Reserve and Washington, which has to deal with budget reconciliation, infrastructure spending, and the debt ceiling. The Labor Department says employers posted record job openings in July for the second month in a row. Economists say the disconnect between a growing number of job openings and a weak recovery for employment levels may be a sign that some people are still reluctant to engage in the labor market for one reason or another. The Alohalani Resort in Waikiki will be the first in Hawaii to require proof of COVID-19 vaccinations for all employees and guests. Daria Albinger, ABC News. KTSA AccuWeather. A mulled sky tonight, low 65 in the hill country to 73 along the river walk. A sunny start tomorrow, then a few clouds will move in, high 96. Friday, lots of sunshine and hot with a high of 94. I'm Cheryl Golden with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast. And I'm Katie Barber. Good news around the clock at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And news anytime online at KTSA.com.